Hey, what it do, what the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast show. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy. Another episode in the dog days of summer. Absolutely, How you man. Out there? Huh? Hey, feeling good, feeling great. I did something over the weekend that will be the last time I ever do it. And that's crazy that I can say that. It's crazy that you can say you did something for the last time that you would ever do it. Facts. Hmm. Yeah. You got a haircut. No. You're going to use Nair from now on. Them haircut days is long gone. <laughs> Nigga, I played five on five basketball. Mm. Full court. That was it. Full court? Tough. Outside. Ah. Oh. God, nigga, deaf that, wish. Listen, I'm a deaf kind phone, nigga. <laughs> how if many points have, in? How many points in did you get when you was like, damn, this was a mistake? Nigga, points. Who said I scored, <laughs> motherfucker? Nigga, nah, I'm talking about in the game. Like, was oh. it one, nothing, two? Now, when you was like, man, what the fuck am I hey, doing out here? We were going by ones and twos, and and by like five to two, niggas was smoked. <laughs> bro, niggas, look, at first we was going to 16. We was like, hey, we got to cut that down to 12. Nigga, then we cut it to 10, Ooh, dude. Like, niggas was shit, done. Boy. It's funny what we think we can do versus when you get out there and get to doing it, man. Man, hey, boy, that's... That was it. Like, stuff around the house and things. Like, you'll be like, man, I can do that. Look at this YouTube video. Nigga, you get in the midst of it. You'll be like, God damn, I shouldn't even started this. Yeah. So that was it. Rest in peace my whole career. I had a great career. Uh, couple rings, overrated. You know I mean? Couple of MVPs, <laughs> couple of MVPs, overrated. Hang my shit up, dude. I remember That's the good right. old days. So none of the exercise and the mountain, none of that helped out there hooping. Fuck no. And hooping a different beast, man. That's that hooping we used different. To do that shit every week, man. We remember we used to go hoop every Sunday. I was so that cold shit was back like then. Church to us. You were so sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and you was fat. <laughs> oh, those oh, good shit. old days up at Christ the King, man. Shout out to guys we used to hoop it up there. Absolutely, man. Let's get to this episode, man. Action packed joint. Um, we got a couple of anniversaries we're gonna talk about. A couple of albums turning twenty four and twenty eight, respectively. Let us know if you can guess what those are. We'll get to that in a second. Also, Future gets a big boy plaque for a shitload of records. So we're gonna talk about what that means to his legacy. And we're closing our series in our most influential album series with none other than the East Coast, man. Shout out to Up Top. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, speaking of East Coast, Fabio Foreign, while on the uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, revealed how much he signed for when he signed to Mace in 2019. Yes, that Mace, for those who didn't know who Fabio mm. Foreign was signed to, he said he got an advance of, wait for it, five thousand smackaroos um my question to you one is that a fair deal two if not do you think mace is hypocritical due to the way he talks about how puff did him <laughs> it always comes back around and that's why i'm usually never on the side of the artist when we hear these conversations because just like mace got a problem with puff Oh, now you got Fabio coming out saying, oh, well, Mace hit me with the same deal. Yeah. So to Meek Mill, to Mace, to all of these, the, the Meek Mill, what I'm talking about with Rick Ross and all of these people throughout the history who have tried to blame Birdman or tried to blame Diddy or tried to blame our black CEOs when this is industry standard. They just get the flack because they look like you and you wouldn't expect them to do that to you. Versus attacking what's really wrong, and that's these bullshit contracts that they're signing. So mm. I'm not mad at Mace. I'm not going to switch it up because I shit on him when he was coming at Puff for this because now he see what it's like. You got a nigga sitting here saying, oh, well, you did me this way. Regardless of what you've done for him, regardless of the investments you made, I walked away with these 5K. That's what the contract said. You did wrong by me. So people here. But with that being said, if you look at it from an investment standpoint, Mace made an investment. I'm giving you 5K to play around with. Not my fault. It only lasted two weeks for you. But yeah. also what I'm doing if I'm Mace, I'm introducing you to people in my circles and in the industry. We were just talking about networking before we started recording this. Sure. 
Fabio doesn't make it to the place that he's in if he doesn't sign that $5,000 contract with Mace. Are like, we sure I don't about that? necessarily listen to him, but I like you just a knockoff pop smoke. Are we like, wait a minute? Are we sure about that? It's Mace. Facts. Bro. This is facts. Because I didn't. Well, I didn't personally hear about him until I heard people on another podcast talking about him. Oh, this is Mace artist. And the only reason that I say that is because I feel like Mace was in New York. Oh, this is my young guy. This is this. this. And because you Mace, I'm gonna give it a listen. I'm not saying he wasn't talented. He might have right, right, broke right. through eventually. I'm saying that role was a lot shorter. Riding in the car with Mace and them five thousand than it would have been trying to do it by yourself. Yeah, this is very interesting. Number one, let's be clear though, for those who haven't seen the clip or the interview, he wasn't complaining though. No, he they, they asked he him. He wasn't exactly. Yeah, they they asked him like, "Oh, damn, what'd you sign for?" And he just he was just being honest. He was like, "Fire Rex." Yeah, this is a podcast talking point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, "See, like my nigga was right there with." He's like, "Bro, so five Rex to me, like it was a lot of I money." Crazy, you don't sign that. Yeah, so it's like shit. Okay, so again, I, I understand that, and there's gonna be people out there that's gonna scream at the top of their lungs, like, "Why aren't you reading a contract? Where was your lawyer? All of that type of stuff." And that, to me, that's a played out narrative, bro. Because I was watching Earn Your Leisure, and they talked about this on Earn Your Leisure on Monday briefly. Right. And one of the dudes, I can't remember, I don't, I don't know the host's name, but the one that looked like Dak Prescott, he yeah, went on a, <laughs> he looked just like. He, he went on a rant about how people it should be it's common sense that you should have a lawyer with you when you're signing a contract and i wholeheartedly disagree that that's common sense number one because if, if it was common sense it, people wouldn't be getting raped left and right it, it would be it wouldn't happen as often it happens every single day dude so it's it's not as common as you may think it is because you're in that space. So you, you can't think of other people uh, that they know this type of shit when they dirty as fuck, bummy, Air Force One's dusty, and you got a contract in front of them nigga for niggas that don't even read their phone terms and conditions, bro. So like, you can't, you can't expect people to understand that. Two, he was taken up for May saying that there's no such thing as a bad deal. He said, if you don't know your worth, then that's just that because you don't know what you don't know. And so at the time, you may think that 5,000 is what you're worth. So you signed it at the time. No one's ever complained at the time of signing. They only complain at once things blow up, which that rarely happens because we know everybody that rap don't blow up. So that was his point. He was saying that it's only bad after you've blown up. But in that instance, apparently it worked. So how bad could it have been? Yeah, it's, again, one of the points that we always make similar to that, what you just said, once I start getting more information, oh, now I'm in a bad deal. Like right. we were talking about with Meek Mill. Oh, now that I'm running around with billionaires and I know these people, all of a sudden this MMG deal don't work for me anymore. Right. So he's absolutely right in that sense. And to your point of having a lawyer with every deal, like these contracts and the people, the rappers, the artists that are signing this, usually, man, we getting it out the mud in our culture, in our exactly. community, hip hop. So if a nigga hit me up and he's like, hey, bro, I got Mace down here. He didn't listen to your shit. You've been grinding for a couple of years. He trying to fuck with you. All you got to do is come down here and sign this piece of paper. And I got five racks for you Damn, today, bro. Nigga what else the do first we got to talk about, bro? Nigga on, on the L train going yeah. straight to Manhattan. <laughs> I'm coming to get my five racks and I don't care nothing. I, yeah, I done heard the horror stories. I saw all of that. All of that's cool. But just like we were talking about with one of the documentaries that we seen, yeah. you never think it's going to happen to you. Exactly. You never think that you're going to be the one that's getting fucked out of your deal because you know all of these niggas that got fucked out of their deal. You're going to go down there. You're going to talk to Mace. He's going to tell you everything that you want to hear. And we're going to sign this paperwork. And it's Mace. Like, dude, what, we what was I about? doing he before? He got the rollies in the fucking like, it's Mace, bro. Yeah, like, what was I doing before this? Like yeah. you said, and it's Mace. Bro, so I get to, I get like more the most when you have information and you are in a negotiation in business. That's awesome because you can Facts. use that information for leverage. Facts. But if you don't have that leverage and you just jumping on an opportunity and in sports, they call this betting on yourself. That five thousand dollars is just a bet on myself. It may not be what I think I'm worth right now, but this is my shot. Because yep. I didn't have 5000 before this. I'm going to take this 5K. He going to get over. Okay, I'm accepting that. But I'm going to go out here and bust my ass and get to the next level. And now, it next time, I got leverage. Yeah. Oh, that's how and, it worked, man. And he made it. 
So, <laughs> and he made it. So most importantly, he made yeah, it. Yeah, most importantly. But and, and I will say this though, he did say that he owned his publishing though. So, and and I, if I'm not mistaken, that was what Mace was trying to get back. back trying from, to sell it to me back. Yeah, that's true. That either masters or publishing. It was one of the two. So he he did say he had his publishing. That's a good point. That is a good point. And that is one of the biggest reasons Mace has a problem and Puff won't sell it back to him. Exactly. But again, that's another phase of how deep you want to take the business conversation. Because if I'm yep. Puff, I have the leverage still. Like, you ain't done nothing for me to have to sell you these masters other than what? Are you trying to play the sympathy card, my nigga? I don't even fuck with you, dude. I think he wanted two mil for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I could get more than that. Like, People are buying masters and shit from overseas with those companies left and right. Like, I'm not yeah. selling it to you for a deal just because you mace. Get out of here. Irv Gotti just got a hundred. Facts. Yeah, like, if I'm Puff, if, if I'm Puff, a cool black man, all of that shit, that, that's fantastic. But I didn't get to be Puff Daddy by giving deals to a nigga like Mace. I ain't, I ain't getting nothing out of this. That's a fact. That being said, speaking of getting nothing out of it, going to a festival, standing out there in rain like the rolling louders do. Not for me, but I understand the people that do it. Animal Brown, it was an eventful weekend down there at Rolling Loud in Miami. Your man Ye came out. Travis Scott made an appearance. Um, Future brought him out. And yep. Kid Cudi got booed off stage. <laughs> Admiral Brown, tell me what you thought about this past weekend's Rolling Loud festivities. Yeah, the one thing that popped off was somebody throwing something on stage at Kid Cudi. Um, and which Kid Cudi was like, yo, if you throw something else, I'm leaving. And then somebody, of course, what else, what else is going to happen after you say that? Somebody throws something else and then he walked off stage and dipped. A lot of people were saying that they were tight, that Kid Cudi was headlining when it was supposed to be Kanye. Kanye backed out last minute only to show up to Lil Durk's performance, which is actually pretty funny. Um, is that funny or petty? That's the I think that's the biggest topic from this. That's, that's why I wrote this in the thing. Well, some people, so, some people, Kanye might not want to do a full set. He might just want to come out there and do a song. Who so knows? You set, so you set Kid Cudi up? Hey, I, people shouldn't be throwing shit, but I will say this, though, because I, I don't really get that. That's kind of lame. I'm going to be real. But whoever threw that first water bottle... <laughs> hit him dead in the face and i was like dude that was accurate as fuck dude. hey sign this nigga up, tom brady dude. out there <laughs> hey, hey i don't know who threw that first one nigga but i don't i don't know how many tries it would take me to hit a nigga square in the face on stage Man, dude, for, for where the nigga standing funny. at Damn. uh but that was some slaw though but it, it was it was also kind of funny too i think this is low down man um Knowing Kid Cudi's history, mental illness, For sure. some of the things that the guys dealt with, him and Kanye ain't the best of friends right now. So I don't know who to blame here. I'm not saying you blame Kanye West or Rolling Loud or Kid Cudi's team, but if the crowd is expecting Kanye West and they got Kid Cudi, I mean, that, that, that's not that far on, off, bro. Like, there, yeah, that's, that's that far off, bro. Yeah. That's that far. I'm my prime. Really. I ain't even a, a yay stand like you. But, bro, I would be highly. Did they know? Did he, he cancel beforehand, right? Yeah, he canceled before. Okay. So I, I feel like I, I, don't, I, I don't know why, like you said, they were resort to th throwing shit at him, especially knowing his history, dealing with the mental illness and stuff. But I do feel like it was petty on Kanye's end to accept an invitation from Dirk afterwards and still come do the show after I canceled. I feel like there may have been rumors of that out in the crowd, hence you getting the shit thrown at him, people expecting him. They said he was going to cancel. They're thinking it's a trick. And they're like, oh, he's here. And then he never comes out and you get Kid Cudi. Then he comes out later. So it's a whole big emotional roller coaster that I wouldn't want to be on. Another reason I don't go to festivals, I watch it from home from TV. But I do think, again, that this was a, a petty move as far as Kanye still coming and putting Kid Cudi out there like that. People didn't have to respond that way either. Somebody threw something at the baby last year. Um, well, he deserved it. It went viral. He was like, who threw that dirty ass Adidas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, he Lord took it in stride, though. Better, man. Is that a thing at festivals? Do they throw shoes and shit like that? I don't know, man. It's just roll it out. Would you I go to that? So. No, fuck no. Definitely wouldn't go to that. Hell no. It's entirely too many people, man. If anybody listens to this show, if they don't know nothing else about either one of us, bro, I'm not going to a festival with 60,000 motherfuckers standing right there, bro. Like, no. no, no I'm no, straight. No. 
No. Um, it was good to see Travis Scott, though. I, Travis Scott looked extra excited to be in front of a festival stage. Obviously, the first be. time since the Astro World situation. He looked excited, though. Like, he looked really turned up and just happy to be there. So that was kind of cool. He should be. Um, I'm, I was happy that he was out and, and getting to get back in there. Still think that there's some work to be done sure. to reestablish that image. But shout out to Future for bringing him out. Anything else stand out to that from you? It was, like, pretty much standard. Yeah, I mean, there was no, listen, there was no. Glorilla got her sh- glow up. She came out there, shook it with, with the F fuck nigga free. Didn't Glorilla come out? Or am I mistaken? I don't, she, I know she came out to another festival. Oh, okay. That was your guy at birthday bash. But she came That's out to birthday bash and she came out to something else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing her a lot lately too. Uh, like interviews and shit. Uh, yo, Gotti got her working the circuit. Um, but nah, that was pretty much it. Rolling out was pretty quiet. Wasn't no scandal this year. The, the most scandalous thing was Kid Cudi walking off. Um, but that was pretty much it. You think he blamed Ye for that? Knowing him, possibly. That's funny. Possibly. That's hilarious. Um, speaking of future, man, the RIAA awarded future with a big, big dog plaque for wait for it, 95 million Jeez. units sold. That's a lot of platinum CDs. My question is simple. What is future's legacy all time in hip hop? It's gonna be hard for people in our generation to admit this, I think. Maybe just because I'm late. But when you start talking about goats and one of them ones, future is undeniable, dude. Ninety-five million records sold is that's a feat. So like when people start saying, "Oh, well, we laughed when he was talking about he got the streets versus Jay Z," but just as an artist in general, yeah. future is a big dog. He's a legend. He's one of those people. When it seems funny to say because he's one of the few artists we've seen other than like Drake, we like, right. we seen that Ascension and I wasn't sure thought he would probably plateau at a certain spot, but then nigga just kept going and going and That's going true. and going up. Uh, Future's a lot of people's favorite artists. I know when I go to the barbershop as a little kid in there, he, he can go bar for bar, any future song. So I know it may not necessarily be my generation, but I've grown to respect it a whole lot more hearing the latest just to see how people respond to him and how this generation holds future as one of the goats. And I respect it, especially 95 million is like too disrespected. You'd be a hater. So yeah, I for think sure. future's a goat. Yeah, no, that's a lot, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. Ain't no question about it. I 95 million, though. 95 million. Like this is, how is this calculated? Big dog shit. How is, how, how is this? How are we calculating? Are we talking about singles? Don't and matter. Streams. It don't and, matter. Because <laughs> I'm not, we're not going to put him on top of Michael Jackson, bro. Because Michael Jackson only but that got ain't 30. That comparisons, though. Like, that, luckily for Future, you're only comparing him to like Jay Z and Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and those people. And he, I got 95 million. Like, when another nigga gets to those numbers, he can come talk to me. And I got hits. Like, come on. Future has nine albums. 24 mixtapes, two EPs, and one collaborative album. Mm. I mean, I, I'm listen. He's been a part of big records. He's super duper influential. We we know all of this, so I'm not going to take nothing away from him. That's a huge feat. It just looks why 95 though. Why didn't they just get him at a hundo? I don't understand. That's funny. That's a great question. <laughs> like what? When you start when you start thinking about the best artist from down south ever how far down the list do you get of all time ever before you get to future's name like are lyrics taken away that much from him not because he got hits on a consistent basis so top you can take you can take a nigga that's like andre 3000 who has lyrics but doesn't have hits on a consistent basis the same way future does and so i would say 15 Top fifteen somewhere, that ain't bad. You know what I mean? Bad. That's that that's about right. But you could put him on the Atlanta Mount Rushmore. I wouldn't be mad if somebody did that though. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't hate that. But all, all after the whole South, top fifteen at best, respectfully. Yeah, I can I can see him squeezing in anywhere from twelve to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. I, I ain't mad at that. You like Jason Tatum? No. 
That's about you right, though. Jason Tatum. About 12 or 15. No. Jason Tatum, <laughs> 20 to 12 to 15 basketball player. Jason Tatum, 20 to 25. That's <laughs> easy on a good day. <laughs> Speaking of 25 and older, uh, right here at 24, Cameron, Confessions of Fire. How many of y'all was on that, Cameron? Yeah. That turned 24 years old today. And Bone, well, not today, but this week. And Bones, creeping on a come up, their debut album turns 28. I yeah. remember getting that tape. Yeah. That being said, which album did you prefer, Animal Brown, and which style do you think would work better in hip hop today? Um, I was more on the Bone EP. Um, I remember what was this sixth grade, fifth grade, and that thuggish ruggish Bone, yes, and that for the love of money, <laughs> bro, was, like yeah, niggas yeah, was, was that had to been going to the seventh grade. Possibly, no, nah, uh, possibly, maybe so, maybe so. Nigga, listen, yeah, those two songs, but that's all I because I, I heard of it through other people. I'm like, yo, what are y'all saying? What is that? Yes, put me on that, and that shit, I remember those vividly. Cam didn't really get on my radar heavy until SDE. Um, even though I did revisit Confessions of Fire later on, and I do like it, it is actually pretty solid, but it's not like killer cam though. Not like, it's not like cam in his bag. The nigga got on overalls with no shirt on on the cover for Christ's sake, so it's not like killer cam, but it actually is a little sleeper though. The album is actually pretty solid though. Album solid, yeah. He got, I remember. Do you remember who put us on that album, Confessions of Fire? Yes, who you ain't even gonna remember this at our first who? job, nobody named Sean. From Detroit? Nigga, nah, Sean. The nigga went to MTSU. Or oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, drove like a Honda Accord. For sure. Thought he was so cool. But he came in there. We used to be all no limit. That nigga came in there telling us about this nigga. I don't know if you knew him, but I damn sure did. And the nigga was like, yeah, yeah, this nigga, he spitting whoop de woo this. And the nigga pulled out the album cover and he had the overalls on. I said, yeah, man, I'm not listening to this shit. Nasty. This overalls on. But you're right, he gassed it. He made it like this nigga was Jay-Z yeah. before Jay-Z. But that's, I remember, like, we were, like, 15, 14 years old yeah. in our first job. And that was at Kroger. But I do remember him having that CD. I remember he went to go buy it. And I asked him, I was like, man, how do you even know who this is? I've never heard of this person. No, no you knew, you knew horse and carriage though. You you seen the, the horse and carriage used to be on BET though. But when a nigga come then and bring that CD to you, that ain't the like I ain't gonna be like, oh yeah, that's the horse and carriage dude. That's true. Right. Like, I'm like, who? Oh, oh, okay, that's the horse and carriage dude. Like you had yeah. to explain it to me, like what you're saying. That's a fact. So with that being said, it took a while for that to grow me and start appreciating music like that going back and listen you're right it's absolutely a sleeper cameron was ripping it as cameron does it's a different cameron though it if is. you haven't heard it i would definitely recommend going to check it out you get a different killer cam 100 uh but this thug is rugged bone definitely i agree with you there man i remember this shit was impactful nigga yeah. i remember the summer that this came out wearing dickies and jerseys and i, I remember like when this shit hit nigga niggas like you said going around saying this people looking up the lyrics because they couldn't understand what they Facts. said how fast they was rapping and shit it was some weird ass niggas that wrote all the shit down and knew it coming back to school the next weekend and where i went to school that's so yeah this shit was just a boom niggas start growing braids and shit and it, it was just if you wasn't there man you wouldn't know no, that's a fact. But I, I do cam. I remember horse and carriage, and I remember three five seven. Like I remember the videos, but nothing wanted made me want to go out and get the album. Now, I sex. I mean, um, sports, is. drugs, and entertainment, though. Is when that let me know, and that what mean the world to you? I said I gotta go to the store. I'll be right back. I gotta let me go to the store. That that was another story. Nigga had the iceberg short shirt on with the iceberg shoes Facts. and shit. That would mean the world to you video. I yeah. said, like, I got to let me cop that. I'm copying that. Was that was killer shit. cam. That's killer cam. That now we talking. Yeah, but uh, right. before that, but if y'all listen to that Confessions of Fire, run back that um that D rugs and peep the sample. He used that um that Joe Button sample on that Move Music 3 where he tell a story about the girl that had AIDS and shit. He, mm. That's the same sample. I was like, oh shit. Uh. I didn't realize that was where that came from. Damn. Um, so yeah, that shit fire. That's my that's my joint on that motherfucker. Facts. Um, all right, man. We talking East Coast, heavy East Coast, man. Fabio, Cameron. 
whole talking East influential East Coast albums. Um, if you're just tapping in, we did South, which is where we're located. We did West Coast and Midwest, closing it out with the East. And I like doing I like doing the ones that where we're not geog- like geographically located because it gives people an idea of how things hit us, which I always think is interesting of how our shit hit other people. I always think that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? When somebody up north talk about P, I'd be like, when did y'all hear P? I'm just kidding. Like, I'd be curious as fuck, like, how it hit them and how they got put on to it or somebody in the Midwest versus how we did. So just want to throw that out there. I like doing these from different areas. I agree with you. Those are some of my favorite music conversations now since I don't really stay abreast with stuff as it comes out and new music as I used to. Some of my favorite conversations, like you said, is how did you hear about it? I remember when I first heard about it, people would be like, oh, we had been on there for a long time. Yeah. This is how he, people, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, for sure, man. So we're and, talking influential and essential East Coast albums. What did what went in consideration when you were thinking of this shit? Based off, piggybacking off what I just said, that was what I looked at. <clears throat> it was the album for me as a Southern leaning hip-hop fan what impacted me and made me say damn that's some new york shit that i got to fuck with it's undeniable i had to go get it so those are the albums that i looked at like stuff that i would like put in my like i don't care where you from you gotta fuck with this or stuff that i feel like just really hit with a different type of new york style yeah 100 percent. what about you um man same and i've got a list of artists and albums that i may not even there's maybe two on here that I personally don't ni- like listen to like that, or I didn't listen to at the time, but I saw the impact of them though. Um, and so I was like, Oh shit. Like they made hella waves. There's a, there's a particular group in New York that people know that I, I don't listen to, but I would be full of shit. If I try to act like nigga, I, I didn't see the impact all over. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, we know who that is. Oh, okay. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Uh, we'd like to get the ones out the way that we, because th- we haven't seen each other's list. We like to try to get the ones out of the way that we think we may have some overlap. Do you have two or three that you think we probably got the same one? I have two and a possible. Okay. Jay-Z's blueprint. Two and a possible is your typical spade hand too, by the way. Go ahead. Monster is spades. <laughs> Anytime anybody want to see me line up monster <laughs> um i can i can give you blueprint i feel like you will have an illmatic okay one you got you know, one of you got one for two possible was diplomatic immunity i didn't have that but i should have go ahead yes. <laughs> um so for me with those three blueprint obviously i feel like is on the short list of jay-z's best albums uh easily yeah but also that being said when i talk about new york influence and style being down south and having the observation from there, that sped up soul sample, that Kanye West, that Jess Blaze, that right there, that for the south for me came from the blueprint. That is where we heard that. That's where it became like, oh, everybody needs one of these beats. I'd love to hear this person on that beat. That slow, soulful, sped up sample. Blueprint did that. That's the reason I have that on the list. Yeah, Reasonable Doubt, yeah, Volume 1, 2, whatever you want. Black Album. Whatever it is that you want to say for Jay, you could put it there and apply whatever logic you want. But, of course, you're going to have a Jay-Z album. To your point about me not listening to it, one of my probably, I won't say it's a cold take. I feel like it's pretty accurate coming from the South, but people will argue me down about this. I think Illmatic is completely overrated. Do not get it. Yeah. I don't I'm maybe I learned too late about it whatever you want to say I'm not saying I'm right but I'm going to stick to my guns on it as far as my opinion I don't like the album however I do understand the impact I do understand looking at it I do understand like what you said after having conversations with people older than me from up top saying like no like this was what everybody was on until that came out and then everybody switched it up and started to sound like Nas as far as the patterns and how they approached the rhymes and things of that nature he was like it was literally like a shift in the game yeah I do respect that and I can hear it you go listen to stuff before that Illmatic came out it's damn they can't listen to it that's Uh, from the sense of how we listen to traditional hip-hop though the beats don't register for me on that Illmatic album the flow what we understand New York hip hop as today, a lot of it came from that album. 
Yeah, and I mm -hmm. that's the one I had on mine, which was the Nazi-O-Matic. I, too, wasn't put on in 94 when it came mm -hmm. out. But if you ask anybody from that area, that was what New York in 1994 sounded like. What he was spitting right there. That's you it. know what I'm saying? So and and but I actually it don't bother me though. I like I can listen to it and and throw my 1994 ears on, and I can understand why people would say it, it is what it is. Because he's young, he he's a teenager on there, but he like he's spitting. He, that, he's spitting today, and it still works. If you look at um, uh, what's the Netflix joint, the Ozark, they did a whole oh. episode on one of his songs. Hey, like. Like, I get it. It's got a nostalgic sound to it. And I understand why I understand the hype behind it. I, I do, even though I wasn't, I'm not going to act like I was riding around in 1994 listening to it because I wasn't, but I understand the hype. Um, the Frisbee that shit in 94, nigga. I ain't, yeah, I, was, I wasn't ready for it then. I ain't gonna lie. But uh, that being said, I respect it. Last one, diplomatic community. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Man, from a southern perspective, Cameron kind of dipped his toe in the water on Come Home With Me as far as this style. But when you're talking about flashy, fly New York niggas on some like down South type beats, on the down South popping they shit type of time with just it, diplomatic immunity was just different. It had the slow soul samples like what I was talking about with Blueprint, but it also had that down, sort of a down South feel. They had P on there with the Unbowdy track updated for the 2000s. But it was just as New York as it could be with tipping their hat to the South. And as a Southern person, I always respect the diplomatic community and them not ignoring us when they could have. They usually do that up top. So that's why I respected the shit out of that album and roll with it. Yeah, I didn't have that one, but let's be clear. The diplomats, when they came out, when, and they're like, in that heyday, hmm. like they was a shit. Like, period. Like they were cool as fuck. It was fly. Nigga, they were shaking it. Like, nigga, they, like, they, Bro, like that they that was nationwide though. Facts. That was the first New York group that niggas down here I seen like emulate. Like I, I know niggas mm. did emulate Wu Tang and shit. Like I get it, but I wasn't outside when those niggas was doing the five percent or shit. Right. But I you seen niggas emulate dipset down south and that facts. hadn't happened before. Yeah. That's a fact. Um yeah, I love that album. That's the shit. Facts. Um I had Elmatic for all the same reasons, and I, of course I have a J project, but I went and I could have easily went blueprint. Like you said, there's you can you can nigga really put that nigga albums in a hat and can draw one and I could tell Pick you one. the influence behind Pick it. Pick one. But I went 444 oh. because of the recency and the kind of the shift in, in contemporary rap for guys of his age and closer. Kendrick Lamar is not rapping about being in therapy if 444 doesn't come out. I wholeheartedly believe that. I think Jay made it, quote unquote, cool to go a little bit behind the curtain from Jay, who traditionally, I mean, he was personal every once in a while. Like he had um, like the joint on uh, on Kingdom Come where he talked about his nephew dying and him and Beyonce going through what they were going like you He touched on it. But for the generally speaking, it was hustling. It was money, cash, hoes, and it was relatively surface level. 444 was grown man talk. You know what I'm saying? Like it was grown man business. It was investment talk. It was nigga marital status talk. Like it was bullshit. And I feel like there's been a slight shift in that where you get people like Royce the Five Nine doing Book of Ryan, or you get Kendrick with the new album talking about therapy, or you get like, I feel like that lane has, he ain't created, but he opened it up a little bit and made people comfortable to walk in it and have a fan base to do so with. Um, so I, I, I got 444. That's a great pick. I, I didn't even think of that. But, yep, we always on here say that's their version of a 444. Exactly. Since that album has came out. So I definitely agree with that. That's a good pick. Um, I went with someone who you're going to hate on, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but I had to have DMX. It's dark and hell is hot. I got um, a DMX album, actually. You got that on here? No. I have oh, the best. I have the one that, like, made me go like getting the DMX. That's the one he was covered in the blood, flesh oh, of my flesh, flesh of my blood. Flesh. My blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that, and that's like, probably his best album. Yeah, that was just like different, dude. Like, that, like when true. I was talking about different, I'll let you do yours. But... Yeah, but but to, to your point, this was when Puff was eating. This is when niggas was shiny suit with the rollers in the sky away from side to side, put your hands high and all that shit. So when DMX comes out, baggy jeans, dusty Timberlands, no shirt, and a dog on a fucking chain link chain, Niggas was like, what? 
like he was literally barking like a dog. I was like, um, it, like he was fresh out the street, and it turns out he was still had one foot in it. Uh, and like it was just a grimy nigga, super authentic. Like he took oh, like he was a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's selling three, four, five million at the gate, but he was unpolished, but he was talented. And I was a huge DMX fan when he came out. Like DMX was the shit when he came out to me. Cause that's nice. when I was, I think that was 98. He dropped two albums in 98. First artist to go platinum twice in one year. Um, that was living. Pac was the one who did it before him, but he died. So it's a little different. Um, so that was a big accomplishment too. So DMX, when he first came out with the shit, I'm giving credit to the first album, even though I think Flesh of My Flesh is, but it's better. For me, the Flesh of My, I wasn't on him <clears throat> those first two albums. Well, first, well, Flesh of My one. Flesh was the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I wasn't on him at first album, but yeah. the, that Flesh of My Flesh, like you said, man, that shit was like, like 50. When the switch went from Ja Rule to 50, it was Puff to X. Yeah. And the appeal as a Southern hip hop person was, oh, they pushing a nigga that's like rough around the edges now. Like they like this is a real New York nigga. Like this ain't like Mace and this ain't Jay-Z or these niggas on TV that's trying to be cool, suave talking sure. New York niggas. This is a nigga like what you said perfectly. Like, he's still outside. Yeah. Like he sure. outside, outside for real. And it was reflective in his music. It was reflective in his interviews. You would read in the source to see him anywhere. And that shit was just dope to me at that age looking at hip hop. Like I just, you hadn't seen anything like it or the closest thing you'd seen to it was Pac. It reminded me of Pac a little bit, just how yep. he carried himself. And like, I ain't on what they on. I ain't putting no shiny suits and shit on. And, I'm fin and what topped it all off is I'm going to outwrap you too. It ain't like a gimmick. It ain't a game, right. nigga. I got bars, nigga. Like the story started coming out about, oh, I'm battling niggas up in like Jay-Z and these famous yeah. niggas and I'm putting these niggas to sleep. So yep. all of that came with it. So you had to, it was like a little buzz the around him. The, the, the pot comparison is closer than a lot of people think because if you listen to DMX's shit, he, if, if he rapped his shit acapella, it would sound like poetry the same way Pac shit would. You know and what I'm saying? And he wore his heart on his sleeve and shit, bro. So like, it hit the Pax. same. Yeah, the same passion and emotion there you go. is there, 100%. That's slipping one of the best hip hop songs ever. Yeah, Easily top 100. That's my shit. Yo, I'm slipping. I think that's what might've got me on that. It made me go buy that out. That's the one. I think it may have been it. I got some new school stuff for us, man, to visit there. But, and then me. I got two more old schools. But for the new school, I got Hitler Wears Hermes. Gotta show Griselda some love. I think that they brought New York back. This, I feel like, is the flagship project. I feel like Westside is the flagship artist of that movement. Though he may not be the best rapper, he is the spokesperson. He's the baby. He's a master P. He's that for them. And he did a great job. Uh, I ain't got it. Like I said, I ain't got to have bars. My nigga, I got style. I got everything else that's coming with it. And I'm about to make an impact on the game. Seeing that from down south, first hearing Combat Jack talk about him, that style of music not being as popular in New York as it had been when we heard about them and them taking it back unapologetically. I ain't doing the other stuff. Just like I was just talking about with DMX. I ain't doing what y'all on right now. I'm sticking to this. Uh, represent Buffalo, not trying to take it to, oh, I'm from New York City. Not Everything about them was authentic. I think that this is the album that kind of like broke it down and let you understand the movement. You can pick any one of them, though. You go with any yeah. Benny Conway, whatever you want to start with them early, you can do that. But I'm going with the flagship artist and the flagship uh, project, Hitler Wears Hermes, Griselda. And they stuck with their guns, too. They stuck with it. Yeah. I'm still it's still doing it. Maybe yeah. a little too long now. <laughs> they stuck with it. Westside well, Gun can switch it up now. You can switch it up at this point. Yeah, you can. You can switch it up. Definitely, we waiting, waiting for the switch up. Uh, next, Pop Smoke. Due to the drill, meet the meet the who. Uh, due to the drill, meet the movement. woo, nigga. The Let's woo. go. Just the, you can't. The drill movement in New York is undeniable right now. Though they people say it may not last due to the crime that's there with it. I saw Glasses Malone that had an interesting take talking about how they're not crediting Chicago enough, only Chief Keith. I feel like that was interesting. I'm not sure That's how fair. I feel about it. I ain't hit to think about it, got to think with it yet. But 
just this album, Pop Smoke's whole presence and sound, being able to make that boom in New York, that was amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure. a fan of it. I don't listen to it. It does nothing for me. Uh, but I get it. I get it being outside in today's age and how they get off to this. So I'm here for it. And I got to show some recognition. I actually had that as an honorable mention. I had, I had Meet the Woo too because the song that blew up the scene, in my opinion, it wasn't the first song that put him on, but it was the one that blew him up, was that Dior, um, yeah. which is on Meet the Woo 2, mm. which came out just, just before he died. I, I thought I had that one as my honorable mention. Um, but yeah, you got with the sound of New York, the landscape being what it is the last two years, some change. Definitely. He was the one that kicked the door down um, for that sound. And but the thing is, it's, that's not that is not Chicago drill sound, though. That's a UK drill sound. So I don't know how much props you want. They, they're supposed to give Chicago when it's not. That's not their drill sound. bro. I think it's more so. Damn, I, I and I ain't really got to think about it, but just off the top of my head, I think it's like what T.I. was saying about trap music, the recognition there. Like, y'all don't necessarily sound like me. Like, Jesus trap music and T.I. trap music ain't the same. Right. But I feel like T.I.'s point is, well, I brought it to the table. Yeah. And I think that's what Glasses was saying about Chicago. Like, they brought that style, like the shoot em up, bang, bang. I'm really talking about drilling. Yeah, this is a this is a real deal drill. This ain't a rap, nigga. Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. follow instructions. That sentiment of it. So, yeah, and I get what you're fair. saying from the, the sound overseas too. Um, I'm st- I'm sticking two more old schools real quick. Um, I'm going big, ready to die. The the debut mm-hmm. album. Uh, we just uh, we talked about Nas rapping the way he did and coming out the way he did. This one came out '94 as well, later that year. And this was just top notch. He he was able to balance the street shit with the commercial shit. He was able to package the commercial part with one more chance and juicy. That is what Nas didn't have on his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he had the soundtrack to the streets or whatnot. Biggie could do both. Like with and this was all puff. You know what I'm saying? In terms of putting him like, bro, the, the street shit cool. We need something for the radio, but that's not corny. You know what I'm saying? Like. We're still flip, big. They're still biggie. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's take these throwback sample joints that's already been hits, nigga. Well, I'm finna have you spit that smooth shit on here. And nigga, those are two of the best rap songs arguably ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? So in addition to the rest of the album, obviously, we're on record. I'm a bigger fan of the double disc. However, I'm not mad at this being that the place it was on, on the uh, Rolling Stone 200 list. But this is influential to me just due to the due to the records on there. Um, and then another one that I mentioned earlier that I teased earlier, the group that I was refer- referring to was obviously Wu-Tang Clan, which I am not a fan of, but the Into the Wu, you have to, that's the, that's the album from what I've been told is the one that people kind of hold in high regard at our fans. To have that album and then have have birthed the different out projects that came off of it from the solo shit is on some Avengers shit. I thought it was 36 Chambers. Well, I, heard, I know a lot of people say Enter the Wu, though. From mm-hmm. what I, from what I've been told, that's the one that, and somebody we need a Wu Tang fan to just to tell us which one is the one yeah. that kind of people look at in higher regard. But but you probably can't go wrong either way. Yeah, and again, I'm with you. I had Wu Tang. I'm glad you said Big first of all because it would have been criminal not to mention Facts. him. I didn't have him on mine, but I figured you would have him. And I got Wu-Tang. I put 36 Chambers because I, too, like you, do not know. I just knew that it had to be one of them. That's the same thing. Into the Wu is the same thing as 36 Chambers. Uh, same thing. Oh, okay. So yeah, it yeah, just yeah. shows even more so how much we do not know. Exactly. Or me personally about Wu-Tang. I tell you what, though. I did look at the the documentary helped a lot. And on the Showtime? miniseries. Yeah, on Showtime. And the miniseries on Hulu helped a lot. As yeah. far as just understanding not being as knowledgeable of New York at that time period had a lot to do with us not liking it. Like we could tell with no limit, like just we related to that more. But let's be real though. This came out in 93, bro. Okay. What was, what was I listening to in 93? Chris Cross? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, yeah, this wouldn't have been nothing I was listening to. Yeah, we're not, bro. We but, 10. But that being said, that being said, I had older cousins, though, and he was listening to Scarface and he would put me on to that's it. Fair. And that's how I knew about it. Like, A Ball and MJG coming out okay. hard, Scarface. He wasn't listening to this shit. That's fair. 
Well, if he did, he da- I damn sure wasn't listening to that. But there was like stuff that we had access to through older people at that time that just still wasn't, this wasn't on the radar. So I had that Wu-Tang. And one last one to get out of here that you're going to hate on that I got for you. My guy, Capo, Jim Jones, On My Way to Church. Mm, I, like, Jim Jones, I like that album, though. Well, Jim Jones made it. You don't like Jim Jones, though. Yes, I do. What are you talking okay. about? Well, I've been hating on him lately, so I'll take it then. But with that being said, the first Jim Jones album, Jim Jones made it where niggas that couldn't rap from New York, he pulled the Jeezy in New York. That's a good point. Like, niggas that can't really rap, I'm just going to get on here and swag it out and and do what I do, the talk hustle music, niggas from the streets is going to fuck with me because I'm saying some real shit. Jim Jones was the first nigga that did that from New York, in my opinion, where it wasn't about bars. Right. Like, Jim Jones just came straight, I'm Cameron Hitter. Walker Flocker style and like I'm gonna give it to you like this and he's made a hell of a career off of it but I would go with On My Way to Church uh, uh, real quick and, and I do like that album and it's arguably that that's when he was his least talented honestly he was still rough around the edges Facts. Um, but the Wu the Tang shit obviously this is the album with Cream Protect Your Neck Met The Man they birthed too many the, the, the Wu Tang tree and then the projects that came from the tree it's, it's too it's too much for a nigga to be like to ignore it's it. It's undeniable. Yeah, that, that's, that is an undeniable force in hip hop. Like you can't, I would, I'd be shocked to meet anyone that did either listen to that music, watch either the documentary or the thing on Showtime and been like, ah, oh, no, nah, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's impossible. Is. You don't, uh, you don't understand hip hop if you don't get Wu-Tang. I, I get it. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, I got two more real quick. I'm going little Kim hardcore um, because that good one. Yeah. What what she was doing then today is is what, what, whether you want to go with the content or with the fucking, the look, the swag, the colorful wigs and the, Bro, all of his look him. Oh, it's, it's all that right there. All <laughs> so, of his look him. be very clear. All of it, because it was women rapping when she was out, but they wasn't doing that. They wasn't doing that. Like though. none of no other rapper female was doing that. Now it ain't one. Well, it's some that ain't, but they in the minority. Yeah, it, that that's the norm at this yeah. point. Um, and then this that's is just a, a little bit of right cheat there. code. Are we counting Canada? You ain't gonna say no, Drake. God, we count, knew you was gonna Are we counting Canada? Did Drake get a mention on all four coasts? Did he did like a Houston one in Memphis, oh, and now he's here for New York? <laughs> he did the West Coast yeah. one too because he live in Calabasas. Yeah, we're doing we're doing Drake then. That's good. Oh, we're counting no. Drake. That's awesome. Oh, Take no. care, the classic Drake album that kicked the door down on the emo singing rap. It was official after this album. If you didn't sing and rap, we couldn't sign you. When you had to be able to do this, you got Marvin's room to thank. If you listen to Bryson Tiller, you have Marvin's room to thank. If you listen to any of these sing songy ass rap niggas, you have Marvin's room and take care to thank. <laughs> and Marvin's room was different when it nah, came that was different. That hit boy. on a completely different level. That shit was different, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. It, that, yeah. that shit was crazy. That was and good. I got one sleeper though. Even mm-hmm. and you act like you don't like this album, but you should. I got yeah. clips, Lord willing. I do not like that. And that's DMV, so I'm not going to sit here and argue if that's... a Southern album, too. Yeah, whatever. Them (laughs) niggas don't rap like they're from the South. (laughs) Clips, the the eloquent way that they were talking about the drugs and shit was different from what we had heard before over, quote-unquote, commercial-type production from Neptunes who aren't known for that type of music. Like, they're known for doing I Just Want to Love You, Babe, and uh, uh-oh, oh-oh, and all that. They rapping, they got them on the street shit though. Facts. That was different. And we know what Pusha T ended up being and we know how nice Malice was. So I had to throw that in there just to get some DMV love on here, to be honest, just kind of spread it out. I didn't want to all New York it. Same for Wiz Khalifa, man. I know I mentioned that last time on the Midwest. But Did anybody uh, follow up with you about Pittsburgh being in the Midwest? Nobody followed up with me about that. So we're going to lean that to the East then. <laughs> It's ironic that I heard someone else say that, like re- referencing some sports stuff uh, after that. I'd never heard it before until you said it. Then I heard someone else say, See? Pittsburgh is more Midwest. See? That's nuts, by the way. When are Drake fans going to realize that Views is his best album? When are y'all going to know that? Like, is there any point in time niggas talking no. about Take Care and uh, whatever the rest of the name is? Nothing was the same. Are. What you want to do? That Views is banging. It is. All of my let's just be friends. You talking about trend setting. That's the game right now. 
Now you listen when niggas when that first came out, niggas hated Trash. that because he started the album Trash. with the singer shit. Trash. Yeah, I niggas was hated one of those that. Niggas. No, it, it because we was used to his intro. If nothing else, he's gonna murder that intro. His intros, <laughs> you're gonna get barred up on the intro. Fact. When he came with that, that turned a lot of people off. And niggas are like, man, what the fuck? But when you, but then people revisited, let it, let it sink in a little bit, and it, it slapped, it hits. I ain't gonna lie. Facts. Down banging. Y'all let us know, man. Give us a couple of projects from the East Coast, man. Hey, throw in there Pittsburgh, throw in their DMV, throw fuck it, throw in Canada, Tory Lanes. I don't give a fuck. Throw in there some other That's people, funny. man, that we might have missed that were essential to you coming up. Uh, we got some wins and losses or losses. Dude, I laughed at this one a couple of times over the weekend. Win or loss to fans paying $1,000 for the Chris Brown meet and greet photos. Please tell me you saw this. I did see this and this is, well, <laughs> this is a L. But did you see how he was like posing with him? Yeah, I though? seen him picking him up and y'all are crazy. This is a L, bro. Like, there's no way that I like, I get it. You're a fan, whatever, but bro, like, it's a, it's, this is an inflation, recession, all that shit. A rack full of Chris Brown pictures is nuts. Did you see the dude? No, <laughs> I did not see that though. It was a dude. What they shake hands? They just had like a little pose, bro. <laughs> they were wearing them out online. You got to. Damn, son. Him, what's wrong? He might be a Chris Brown fan, dude. He might got the stack. That's a that's, that's a true. moment of a that's life. True. If that's you're his right. favorite R and B person, that's a. That's I was a, you're right. I I said I'm gonna try to be better at that. You're right. If he wanted to do that with his style, no, just, that's cool for him, man. Like, I, I'm not. I'm trying. Is that an artist that you would pay a thousand dollars to take a picture with? No, not what one. What if it wasn't like wasn't a thing to you? If it was whatever you. No, I'm saying it ain't. But I'm still not doing it though. <laughs> <laughs> that was big flex. But now nah, listen, I'm not doing it, dude. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you when I went to Complex Con in um, in Long Beach, and I was looking at the Pharrell book. And I was I was debating on getting it. He got the little coffee table book. And the dude at the counter was like, hey, if you buy that, there's a golden ticket to meet for real. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. The book was like $50. That was all I had. But I wouldn't have paid $50 to meet for real. That's where I'm coming from. I, would, I, I, I was already on the fence about the book. I was like, damn, I might get this. But if a nigga would have just came up to me and be like, hey, you want to take a picture of Pharrell that's just 50? I'd be like, man, fuck out of here. <laughs> so much less a stack. No, but I did get to meet Pharrell, and his hands was mad soft. Nigga, I was like, what the fuck? Pharrell <laughs> looked like he got soft hands. <laughs> I dapped oh. the nigga up. Nigga, hands was soft as fuck. Nigga, hands probably melted a little bit when you touched <laughs> I was him. Like, what the nigga fuck? made of clay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, man, another win or loss to Soldier Boy for his recent encounter with social media personality Charleston White. Charleston White was approached by Soldier Boy and a couple of his friends. Soldier Boy said he wanted to talk. Charleston White pulled out the mace and sprayed them side to side. Win or loss, Soldier Boy? It's a loss, man. Like, this dude, Charleston White, man, if you don't know who he is, he only popular because he criticizes black culture. He ain't yeah. doing shit to make it better. He's just sitting criticizing rappers and what he think wrong with black people. I ain't heard him offer one form of um, insight as far as making anything better. So, I, if I'm Soldier Boy, there's no way that I'm even giving this dude any more cred, running up on him, beating him up, ain't going to do no good either. Now he can get on here and everything that he's been saying about black men being violent and all that shit becomes true. So, nah, I'm not even engaging with this fucking loser if I'm Soldier Boy. Yeah, I don't I don't know where necessarily he came from, but he got the attention that he ordered. Vlad, uh, yo boy. Made him. Nah, hot. he be on Say Cheese, bro. He don't be on Vlad. Vlad. You sure he ain't been on Vlad? He be on Say Cheese. That's his little platform. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. Them two then. Uh, so yeah, it just hey. Speaking of Vlad, Boosie's on there, <laughs> and Boosie thought three hundred billion people were in the world. That shit was fucking hilarious. And then when Vlad told him how many people in the world, like he was, his mind was blown. It was only like seven. It's but eight, uh, it, Vlad said he had. They sent him the little TJ tape, but they, he said he won't put it out though. He what, said what's, what what tape. Of him getting robbed, getting shot. Oh, he said they got him. They got the tape clear as day. The, the niggas shoot him, then run up on him and pistol whip him and everything. And then the guy looks up at the camera directly into. It. He said that he said those dudes will never see the light of day. Like it's there's an open and shut case with them, but he was like, I wasn't gonna put it out out of respect. Where uh, is that? At? Was that down here in Atlanta? 
No, that was in New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just thought that was interesting. But Boosie thinking 300 billion people were on the earth was so fucking funny. Um, Win or loss, man. Little little baby backstage at Rolling Loud was making sure, counting heads, making sure that security only let his entourage in and nobody else. This is a hell, man, for two reasons. One, if I'm a little baby, I get, I make too much money to be doing this, man. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be a nigga that I paid to. Like, I, I'm the star. Like, I ain't got to be standing here at the door with you making sure that everybody in my entourage get in. Though I get it. I understand him being on point not wanting to let any scragglers through. But I'd have been in the scraggler before slid in with some niggas through that way. <laughs> so I, could, I felt the kind of way about that. But with that being said, um, did you see the footage? You seen? Yeah, this? I seen it. Okay, I think this is dope though, and should be given more recognition from the sense of you blame a nigga like Travis Scott when things like this happen. But when you got a nigga like Lil Baby up here on point, managing security, making sure don't nobody get in that ain't with me that may possibly have a gun that right. may possibly turn this into a bad situation. I'm making sure everybody with me is accounted for. So I thought that was dope that he even got the head space to do that before Facts. a big show. That's 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 real. That's, that speaks a lot to his character. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baby fan, bro. Like I, I thought it was super dope, but I am conflicted because this is exactly how we snuck in the revolt. Plenty of shit. This is how we snuck into several man, clubs. We, we built on deck TV show <laughs> off of this, sneaking in shit like that, nigga. <laughs> I right, we with him. Yep. So but I feel some. Here's the difference. This is what niggas they gotta know when you're doing it. The moment you get found out, and the reason little baby found this nigga, blue buddy made the mistake. He didn't look like he was supposed to be there. Exactly. You got your phone out. You trying to take pictures, yeah. bro. You and me, you used to this shit. Yep. You get in line and keep it moving. Head down. You got to be Back. dressed all right. Can't be looking all bummy. And you get in line and you keeping it moving. Look like you supposed to be there is yep. the most important part. This nigga had his phone out, slipping and shit. Like, Just look like you with the nigga in front of you. That's yeah, all you do. You like I'm with him. As soon as baby seen the nigga with the phone, I see him. He ain't with me. Yep. Nope. You out of line. Um, that shit was hilarious though. Bonus Thanks. W or L, real quick. Facebook is launching the first ever music licensing feature, meaning anytime somebody plays music on their content that's more than a minute long, the artist will get a little check of that. You'll be able, you'll be allowed to have the music on your shit in your video, but now the artist gets a bag. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's why YouTube can't figure it, or Instagram and all these people can't figure these deals out, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with that because you try to put a song up on YouTube, nigga, that motherfucker is not even making it past the upload stage. It's nuts. Their algorithm is nuts. Nuts. <laughs> uh, man, let's go to On Decker of the Week. We have two really, really good comments. Shout out to Q Hustle. These are both from the last episode, the Yo Gotti um, review. Uh, Q Hustle said, born and raised in the D, payroll is official, Detroit legend. We got several that's really official. Good show, oh, fam. Yeah. We, if you missed it, we talked about anybody oh, that was yeah. like, if they, if anybody from their hometown said they were fake, who would you be disappointed in? And I said payroll. Shout out to my guy Q Hustle is confirming that payroll is legit, that. thankfully. That made my night, man. Exactly. Appreciate that, man. I love to hear that. Um, also, Maurice Hunt, man, fire show as usual. Question man, for the I'm next low, show. Man. Yeah, for sure. Do y'all think CMG is late to the label wave in comparison to early to mid 2010s? Like YMCMB, MMG, good music. Are they late? No, this is the new wave of it. I think Mm. Yo Gotti has been uh, good enough. He's been a visionary enough to know that if I do this right, then it can still be done. Like there's a missing place for it in the game. We've seen like... Even the, per- the the one that you mentioned, the YMCMB, like with the exception of the top three, everybody else is trash. I mean, that's all that matter, though. There's it's, three superstars. Right? That's one approach. You got the three superstars or your guy looking at it like, what if I hit you all the way down the line with everybody at least above average? That's I got fair. some yeah. for the little ratchet chicks. Like, like we, we talked about what he got. Yeah. But I feel like that he's taking a different approach and tried to, in his lane, spread out just in that lane. And I think that's a good approach. I don't think it's old. I think think? it depends on what other people do because it's got to be more than one. We got QC. Well, how does QC move in the next 12 months? They already assigned Glorilla LaHongra. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But then other than that, like it's kind of quiet for the clicks. Who who is a potential make (laughs) a splash with a click person? Like who would you like to see clicked up? You see um, who Griselda was talking about signing? No. 
Who? Jay Electronica. Do not care. <laughs> <laughs> I, bro, I do not care. <laughs> that nigga ain't never gonna rap on them. Like you, you literally will never hear. You hear one song, dude, and that'll be it. Uh, that nigga gonna be on Hitler wears Hermes nine one right. verse song, and it's gonna be That's nine it. minutes long, and then you'll never hear nothing else ever again in life, dude. They waiting on Jay Electronica Griselda album. Who would you like to see clicked up though? I don't know. I got this, one for you that you wouldn't expect. I just thought about when you it, said that. It's not a lot of free agent signings. Who you got? I'm talking about the big dog, like starting the clip. Like if he came yeah, okay. out, like I got artists now. Like Ooh. I'm not. I see Ogadi doing it. And I see Q doing it. Two Chains tried. Remember that he had that TRU. He tried. Yeah, them niggas. Schoolie is okay. Yeah, he, he cool. is like Schoolie. He okay, but you need more than Schoolie because like Schoolie. If you putting him against Gotti, then he competing against Doug, and that it's ain't a, even a competition. It's a wrap. Yeah. I would love to see a Hove click, bro. Really? I would love to see Hove at this age with this freedom, like really being involved in music, and like three or four or five niggas that he stamp them. One like veteran. a new Rock Nation. He, I mean, he got Rock Nation. Yeah, kinda. but that's like established artists. Like he he kind of get them once they got there. I'd like to see him work a crew like Gotti doing, like a Zelda. I know he ain't got to do it. It'd probably like be the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I love to see Hove like really work a crew like back in the Rockefeller days. See how that looked. That'll be fire, I think. That's fair. Uh, what you got to put me on? <clears throat> put on, man. I got a new TV show. Somebody pointed out, man, I don't look at enough comedy anymore. I, don't, I can't think of anything funny that I look at, bro. Like, all my TV is serious, and I'm trying to lighten up some. That's because so beef I, and shit like that don't went off. Huh? Yeah, you're right. So I had to go back in the crates and find something. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but you would definitely like it. It's right up your alley. It's called Hacks on HBO. I've seen the name, but I've never watched the show. Look at it. It's definitely your type of comedy. I mm. promise you 100%. Uh, I watched three episodes, laughed out loud at least six times, and that's unusual for me. Like, it's some funny ads writing in there. It's about an old washed-up comedian, a lady, and she has to hire another lady to work for her that she really doesn't like. They don't like each other, but they working together as far as comics, and she writing jokes for her. It's laugh out loud funny, dude. Uh, mm. So check that out. I can't think of the chick name. It's the same chick that played in Mary East Town, the mama in that. She was kind of funny in that. Oh, yeah, she was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she got a full-on comedic role here and she is funny dude so yeah. check that out it's called hacks on hbo it's two seasons in too so you can binge like 16 episodes i ain't mad at that man i'll definitely check it out uh before we get out of here i'm going to shout out What's the nba season and them pistons nigga we bringing the teal jerseys oh, back motherfucker that's we your hit. put on them garbage ass jerseys we hit them classic ass jerseys Shout out Q Hustle and the D, goddammit. I'll be there for a game this season. Please believe it. Teal jerseys, we back, nigga. I had the OG Grand Hill shit. I still got it, ah. nigga. I can still fit it. Let's go. I'm going to wear it on the episode one day. 72 and 10, motherfucker. K I'm Cunningham MVP. So tired of Pistons fans. And it's, it's nuts. Dope. Like, where did y'all come from, dude? Did y'all have Everywhere. a draft or something? Why is everybody pissed? Like, I've, no lie, like, I know six Pistons fans, and that's crazy. You know six real niggas. No. What are you talking about? Six dreamers. <laughs> six dreamers. <laughs> Chris Flatty posted twice about the goddamn jerseys, man. Get out of here. Y'all Let we football breathe. Now, listen, sports are better when the Pistons are good. Let's just be clear. I have no recollection of that being true. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> None at all. Sports going to be great when your quarterback is bad, man. He letting y'all know midlife crisis, though, man. If y'all ain't here for sports, y'all can tap out now. But Aaron Rodgers, the way he showed up at training camp, oh, boy, I'm, I'm going to be so satisfied of how much he letting y'all down this year. It's rings. over. <laughs> it's over for A-Rod. Rings, nigga. Walked in looking like a ring. Damn, niggas show up first day in wife beater and jeans. He ready. It's, you mailed it in. With the mullet. It's over. <laughs> With the big dog mullet, nigga, let's go. Con Air, Man, Nick it Cage. It's over. It's OV. The Air Rodgers that you know is gone. He gone, bro. You Three time too. MVP back to back to back, guys. You worried. I can see it all in your face. Absolutely not. I'm going to a game this season. I got my man. I was I try to get tickets to a game. I know we talking sports. I tried to get tickets to a, the Giants game. In New York? In London. Hell you talking about? Oh, nice. Nigga, they sold out 
Super nigga. I've been waiting two months to for the day, nigga. And I was, they dropped him. Hell bro. yeah. London, because so you gotta think that's the one game a year they go they go to over there. And and this is this the the Packers are the last team to play overseas. When is that game? Uh October. You did you get a ticket? No, but, oh. but I got my flight in the hotel. I got my have to go to oh, Stub huh? Man, can you imagine what they bust your head? But you definitely gotta get a ticket from it. But I gotta get a fucking ticket. Facts. You already got the flight in the hotel. You might as well just visit Stub up now and see what the see what the damage is. But at least, at least the Cowboys go overseas. That's that's a dope trip, right? That's nice. I need to do that if they go overseas. They don't want to see the Cowboys there or here. But what I'm saying, my guys ain't gotta travel. We're the number one brand in sports. We ain't gotta go overseas to do no marketing, nigga. We billion dollar brand right here. We in Texas, holler us. We ain't gotta go nowhere, nigga. We can have all sixteen games in in uh, Cowboy Stadium. Let's go. Uh, enough of Cowboys no. talk. Guys, uh, appreciate y'all tapping in. As always, do us a favor, youtube.com slash TV. Leave a comment. Hit the like. We appreciate the comments, man. Y'all been going hard on the comments lately. Thank y'all. Um, hit the link in the bio, man. Rock a shirt for the summer. Uh, what else, man? Anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely not. Appreciate you guys tapping into the On Deck TV show. Yeah. Yes, sir.